All right, just finish the game, and then we'll do a quick Skype call, and then we'll go back to playing games. I finished it. All right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Justin Butchie, joined my, by my two lovely co-hosts. Sean Roberts. And Andy Smith. And you, our Jolly Green listeners, have entered three guys in a game. Cue intro music. We don't have intro music. We, we will have. We will. We'll, I'll put. I'll put it in post. Yeah, we can Bob put your head and drum your fingers like you listen to awesome music. Sean, dance real quick. Okay, here's our music. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I love it. That that music brought to you by Sean Roberts. I'm just gonna put that on loop, just just so everybody knows that was a loop yep. of Sean making up a song. Mm-hmm. So this is copyrights. Technically, episode episode two of one. Um, the first episode didn't record, so that's forever gonna be a lost episode. Um, so Sean, you want to talk about who we are and all that good stuff? Sure can. So I'm Sean Roberts here in lovely Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, grew up with these two little hooligans, Andy Smith and Justin Butchie, like we all said. Uh, Justin now has moved up north into the cold winter of Minnesota. Andy's still here with me in Cedar Rapids. Basically what we are are three guys. We love video games, hanging out, group chat, talking every day, all things game related 95% of the time kind of met we all were we were all in high school together that's when we started really gaming through high school and college wow sound more enthusiastic why don't you (laughs) (laughs) hey we talk video games all the time might as well get together and meet meet once a week put together a little podcast on you know the breaking gaming news of the week and we'll pick one game i'll play it that week and discuss it um, right now we're recording on Skype, so there might be some uh, quick audio issues there. It sounded like Sean may have sounded like Sean just turned into a robot. Um, and we'll just be refining the recording process as we go along here. So if you're actually listening to the episode two of one of two, um, and let's and, face it, no one is. Then you know you're you're the one person who's listening to it outside of our immediate families, and we thank you and. Um, Sorry about the robot-sounding voices if they pop up here and there. That's just Skype for you. So what games have we been playing this week? Sean, you want to start it off here? Sure can. A um, few things have been playing. Uh, Midden playing just a hodgepodge of an hour here, hour there. Nothing really too much. Um, Fortnite, been hopped on, hopping on that with my nephews. Took months off of hearthstone used to be really big in a hearthstone played it anywhere and everywhere and there's a new expansion coming out so they just released a bunch of the new cards today got me pretty pumped i've been playing that the last few days playing that Fortnite is getting me real excited for PUBG, which leads me into justin so justin what have you been playing how did you lead yourself into me well i've just been playing a lot of Player Unknown Battlegrounds, Paragon, Here's the Storm, and now Final Fantasy Comrades. The awesome multiplayer expansion for it. So we were talking a little bit about this, and I was super confused by why it and, costs but, kilowatts to buy things. 
I'm like the one out of the three it, of us who barely plays Final Fantasy and is super... If you played the story, then you know at a certain point of the game, the world turns to dark. And when it's so, you have to supply power so that there can be lights to keep the demons away. So you just spoiled the game for me, so I shouldn't have to play it now, right? No. <laughs> okay. So you've been playing the multiplayer solo. Uh, um, I got a download and probably tonight. What is going to be the difference between playing it by yourself and when I'm in there? Uh, one of the AI becomes you. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if there was a much <laughs> much difference that you would notice. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can cook you some good meals. Aha. They're still cooking after each game. Perfect. Got to collect the ingredients in the mission, then you cook it afterwards for your stat okay. boost. Can you fish in the multiplayer? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't made it that far yet. Do some uh, virtual reality fishing in Final Fantasy. Only if you got PlayStation. I know. So tempting. <laughs> Wait. And, A and selling point of PlayStation back. VR is uh. VR fishing. Final Fantasy 15 fishing. Yep. I can't be the only one who's like super skeptical on that, right? Like that. Does really, not it's sound... fun. But you can just go and go fishing. Yeah, yeah, but, but... Catch giant mutant fish with sharp teeth that eat you. It's well, you true. can go down to Cedar Lake and or catch a massive thing. turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go down to the slough, Justin. <laughs> you don't know what's down there. <laughs> <laughs> What have you been playing, Andy? Um, well, I have actually played a lot of games this week. Um, I rented COD World War II last weekend. Um, I've always liked the COD games back since COD 1. I really like that we went back to World War II. However, I feel like it just mishmashed every stereotypical World War II game and movie into one video game. Like, take Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers and any of all of those other games, shove them all into a video game, and that's what it feels like popped out of it. Um, and you just played Story, no multiplayer, I right? played Story for six hours, and I was two missions away from completing the game. I was playing on okay. easy. Um, I usually play on easy mode when I just play through those games for the story, just because I can rush through it. But it wasn't groundbreaking but it was nice not to be playing Titanfall and Call of Duty. Really liked a couple of the new mechanics on that one. You can, um, as you go through the levels and kill more enemies, your um, teammates will get, like, they'll, they have this little timer, and the timer will go up as you kill more enemies or do different things. And you can request med packs from them. It has med packs again. Remember when you didn't always get your health <laughs> oh. back? Like, it takes a little while to get used to that. So you can request med packs, ammo, um, grenades, or a smoke for mortars or something like that. So that's kind of fun, but on easy mode, it's not enough to really keep you doing it as much, except for ammo and grenades. Um, mm -hmm. Still a pretty fun game. I, th I think it's going to be a game I'll get when it's on sale. Um, didn't really dive into multiplayer on that one at all yet. And haven't really played COD multiplayer since like college, so I'm like five years out of the game on that. Um, yeah. Not as fun when you don't have a, a group of people, a full group. On the flip side of that, I've been playing some uh, Battlefield 1 on EA Access. Again, single player. Um, 
really fun. I kind of like the story. It's broken up into five or six different campaigns across World War One. So there's one you play as the British, one you play as an American who snuck into the British and you fly planes, and the one right now is Italian and you start out with a heavy machine gun and a suit of armor and assault a okay. mountain, which is, which is kind of fun. I, I really liked Battlefield 1. I'm not going to lie. I think it's... it's it was a big game last year, and it I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a mission that might be one of my favorite Battlefield missions where you're playing Crashes and you have to sneak through uh, No Man's Land. And it kind of reminded me of uh, the old Snoopy cartoons in a weird way where Snoopy's <laughs> sneaking around after he's playing Crashes. But it's like uh, you're yeah. playing through that and just you know, thinking that No Man's Land was a real thing and seeing how beat to shit the... Uh, the world was then it's crazy mm. just to think like everything was mud and there's no trees for about a mile and then there's just trenches it yeah. sounds like sean's weekends it, it does if he's lucky <laughs> also been playing destiny 2 still yeah still playing as my hunter hopping on every week doing the weeklies i feel like destiny has evolved to a point that fits my gameplay style now as a young adult more so than it did as a younger adult um, back in <laughs> Destiny 1. Are you really an adult? Um, I, I pretend to be. Extremely um, questionable. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we're talking video games on a podcast, so there's there's that. But I guess the podcast makes us an adult, right? But yeah, being able just to hop on and play that and get rewards and level up a little bit each week fits just kind of the stop-and-go gameplay style that my life is at right now so i kind of like that i know a lot of people are kind of upset that the um that carrot's not really there to keep them going but i think it's pretty fun uh, i think just needs to get it so we can find three more randoms and uh do the raid cough black friday is coming up justin you better get it yeah i, like, I have it work. i haven't been on it in a while but yeah i i, I think that one i was more at the end, into the PvP than the PvE, just because, like you said, the nothing really bringing me back to the to the story, um, to the PvE portion. PvP is, you know, fun aspect of it. Yep. And I and I was good at it. Semi. I really like doing the weekly uh, challenges that they have the uh, flashpoints or whatever, where there's yep. the one planet and there's just event after event after event, and you do so many of those. I always seem to find at least one exotic that always decrypts into uh, something I always have. But they said they're working on that, so that'll be interesting. (laughs) And I don't know, it's just kind of fun to jump in when a ton of people are playing it at the same time because they're all trying to do that same thing. Yeah. Um, I I still feel like it's a lot closer to what Destiny 1 vanilla back in the day Loot Cave Destiny was supposed to be. So... Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what's going to come with this one. I think it'll be good. Yeah. So it only took them five years to get there. Well, it's it take yeah. It should have been there day one, but we're here now, right? And that's why you're not buying. Better late than never. Right. That's what they say about the Titanic too, and they're still waiting for that one. Um. Also, been playing Battlefront Two. Ghostbusters. It showed up. Yeah. There you go. You get the joke. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I've also been playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 on EA Access, and that's that's interesting. Um, we're going to get into the whole 
everybody hates EA thing later, but I I don't think this is going to be a game I'm going to actually go out and purchase. I think this is going to be a wait for it to be either super, super cheap or free on access. Um, I've played about three hours of my 10-hour trial, beat all three missions in the campaign within an hour that I'm able to play right now. was not too blown away by that. It just kind of seemed disjointed, and it's like, here is this really cool-looking place, and go So the campaign was an hour? Um, the three missions you're able to play on Access. Oh, on ones. Access. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then I, I've been playing through the arcade mode on the mission side. So arcade mode you can do like random match where you like set up the game like you're playing a multiplayer game just with bots or you can do semi-story missions which mm-hmm. don't last any more than five minutes each and you can play eight as the light side characters so some of them you're playing as just the hero some of them you're playing as troopers and it's like get 50 kills within the time limit um and then same thing with dark and side. those give you credits right those give you credits um and then there's, but it, it'll max you out. Right. There's a timer yeah. on those. But it's also uh, like five minutes. So it's like, here's a quick taste of shooting things. Okay, you're done. And there's only about five or six. Don't quote me on that. There's not yeah. a lot of variety of maps or areas. So it's like, oh, we're playing this place again. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot more that you could do with Star Wars, like the original Battlefront did. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's nostalgia or if that's just they were a lot more dense content-wise. Because you both played Battlefront 1, right? I did, yeah. Justin, did you purchase it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the remake first one. Right. The, the last I've one got the original out. first one and the original second one as well. I don't own them still, but we played them together. And then you play, got the one that came out two years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you have any plan to get this one? No, not right now. No. Is that because of everything you're hearing? Like, had there not been all of the drama with the loot boxes, would you get it? I was looking forward to the uh, story mode, and it sounds like the story mode is not really there. You can beat the entire game in less than four hours. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, too. It's... It's super disjointed. The three missions that were back to back to back there is like here's you're in a spaceship and then here's Endor and then here's a space mission. But I feel like they want to try to make it be like look at this side from the Empire and it's still like the stereotypical Empire from the movies. So it's like we must crush them because they are rebels. It's not like hey mm-hmm. we're fighting to keep the peace in our like no it's just they're bad guys and you're playing as a bad guy and it doesn't get much better than that apparently right they're they're selling the campaign off of the name star wars right yep they knew that they could get it just like you know as we can just dive right into the whole thing now so like when they had their conference call um with their investors their investors even said that they weren't worried about the loot box kickback because of the name Star Wars. They're going to sell enough copies just because of the name itself. Yep, sounds about right. And the latest thing that's been reported today that I've seen on Reddit 
um, reposted a couple times. I think it's from like, let me pull it up here while I'm talking, but um, there's analysts that are saying, well, since this loot box thing isn't working, if you guys want to get more money, if, if game developers want to get the money that they they should get, because, gosh, what, what, what did they say? The, the ga games have more content per hour than movies, so you should either skip the movie and play the game, or hmm. games should cost more. Because it's an overreaction, so games should, period, have higher prices. Yeah. That, that to me, is the wrong answer altogether on there. There's just so much kickback on this, on the loot box thing. Um, so, Sean, you want to talk a little bit about, we, ha we have on our, our show notes here, Basically, three rounds that they went through with the microtransactions, right? So, yeah, yeah. Originally, the, yeah, cool. You go ahead. You go ahead. I'm trying to find this so, article um, from last week. Yeah, so it, it came out. You know, the people were on there. Um, that first Reddit post was saying, you know, basically 188 days playtime to unlock everything, or it was right around $21, $2,200. If you wanted to buy all the loot boxes, buy everything, that was your chance of unlocking, you know, Darth Vader and all of the heroes. And so there's speculation that that could have been because it was still in access. The game wasn't officially launched. They didn't want people to get that big of a head start. And then they dropped it down 75%. What they didn't tell you there also was they dropped the price of everything down 75%. But they also dropped the credits you were getting per game as well. Right. So it, it was like, yeah, it, we're going to make it look good. and But then on the backside, they you know, dropped the credits you were getting. So it was still kind of screwing the per people over. And then they came back the third final playthrough and took microtransactions out completely. And I was talking to Jake, Jake Wood one of our buddies that we game with, and he said he was able to unlock Darth Vader in just, I think he said an hour and a half, two hours, he had enough credits to get him at the very, you know, after everything was all done. So they, they backpedaled a lot, but, you know, the damage seems to easily have already been done by by just their first go-around with the microtransactions. And what's the country that was uh, actually investigating... Belgium, them, Belgium, yeah, over gambling because of the loot boxes. Them and uh, Overwatch, which Overwatch, my understanding, I've never played it, but their loot boxes are just for skins. Is that correct? Cosmetics. Yeah. Yep. Just for skins and cosmetics. But the difference with Battlefront is that you're actually leveling up your character through loot boxes. Like that that guy that played uh, what was it? Boba Bob Fett. Fett. Bob Fett. Bob so, Fett. So, yep. So sir so the the guy playing Sir Bob Fett, he <laughs> he played it with no loot boxes and um Wait, Sean, did you hear was, that? That was every Star what? Wars fan hanging up on this podcast because you called it Bob Fett. <laughs> Bob Sorry, Fett. keep going. <laughs> it's an inside joke. I know it's Boba. Yeah, it's Boba. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so he was playing and he wasn't he you know, it was taking Quite a few hits for him to kill, uh, kill some people. He spent, I think it was right around a hundred dollars on the loot boxes, 
and he was one-shotting heroes left and right. And it was just showing the difference of, you know, how strong you can be. It, you know, it's it's a pay-to-win mentality that that people are putting on this game. And right. that's where, you know, like that Reddit post was saying, it broke it down, all of your chances. And um, when you got to spin that wheel, basically 75% of the time, you could get nothing. And I think that's where Belgium was coming in with that gambling thing because, you know, you got a one in four chance of getting something and you're paying money for it. Well, I was just thinking playing Battlefield this week as well, which both of these are dice games and both of these are very similar gameplay-wise. The past mm-hmm. three Battlefield games, since Battlefield 4, those loot boxes, that card system has been in place. But you still level up your character and unlock new weapons, new whatever your whatever class you're playing through gameplay. You just have a chance to get some of the stuff sooner through those boxes. Where with yeah. Battlefront, the only way to level up stuff is through those boxes. That's, I think, where the big difference is there. And that just kind of sucks as a as a gamer to okay i'm playing so now i have a chance to level my guy up yeah yeah um i found that article i was talking about earlier it was a key bank capital markets which is a um, market analyst group um they said that the outrage over video game microtransaction pricing is not justified and it says if you take a step back and look at the data an hour of video game content is still one of the cheapest forms of entertainment the firm's analyst writes, Quantitative analysis shows that video game publishers are actually charging gamers at a relatively inexpensive rate and should probably raise prices. So they're stepping back from the whole, like, point of this issue that I see. Like, the point of the issue is your gameplay doesn't really matter besides getting a chance to win unless you want to pay the money. And these guys are saying, well, just raise the prices. Like, that's, that's a whole nother wrench in this thing, then. And a lot of it is, like, what is the value of a game? Like, some people put, you know, like, Justin and I in Final Fantasy, you know, in 10, we we both had over 100 hours. So if you think about it, back then the game was, what, $50? So we got... Back in the day. Yeah. So $50 for 100 hours of entertainment, that's extremely cheap. But you also got to remember, games have been set at $50 to $60 for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Back when the 64 was out, games were costing upwards of $100 per cartridge. The price of games have gone down while inflation and the cost of living has gone up. So technically, games should be more expensive, but they don't want to because they know people won't pay $100 for a game again. But then you have the thing like this, like let's say even in Destiny and the other games where the the microtransactions aren't affecting the gameplay themselves. Just, you know, that'd be something like in Final Fantasy. You know, we love that game. I, I support that game. If I buy the $60 game so- and I want to buy some outfits... You know, I'll buy those. But what if you could get the best weapon in the game for twenty bucks? Would you spend twenty bucks on that? If you could start That's off, the problem. It? Right. Yeah. Would you do and it? That, that. No. Uh, no. What if it was five? No. Especially if it could be earned in game. But what if it if takes it be... like eight hours to earn in game, and you could buy it for five bucks? 
like yeah, I'm taking devil's I, devil's advocate here, but I think this is what so, what they're asking themselves. So it's because they like, know people will pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going for it. It's almost like um, blanking. Who did the patent on that for the microtransactions? It was Activision. Yeah, Activision doing that to where you're going to play somebody and they're going to match you with somebody that has a really good gun and you're going to be like, oh, crap, I want to buy that gun. You can physically buy that gun and then they're going to put you in game modes that benefit you using that gun. And it's just like that is next level just craziness where they're going to be pushing microtransactions for you to buy specific guns that make you feel like you're better because you bought them. Right. And the whole reward mentality. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how uh, this plays out in the future, I think. Especially Everyone with, gets a trophy if uh, you pay for it. If you pay for it. If you yeah. don't pay for it, no trophy for you. Yeah. Um, speaking of pay for it, you guys both got the Xbox One X this past week. Um, now you guys have had finally received them. Justin's went around all of the cities in Minnesota before getting to his city, and Sean got his somehow before. So I decided to hold off on the Xbox One X. I don't have a 4K TV. My Xbox One's still holding up fine. Got an external hard drive plugged in. I'm happy with how everything's working on it. Never had any issues, so I'm sticking with that one. But you guys, uh, what do you uh, what do you think of it? Um, Great not- so far. My only honest complaint is the hard drive's too small. I know that you can put the external hard drive on it. I have one that I had on my original Xbox One, but you know, with games being a hundred gigabyte per game, there's ten games and your Xbox is full. So it's a well, less than ten because um, mm-hmm. the Xbox itself reserves three hundred gigabytes for system stuff. Yep. And then if you put Netflix on there, there's like. 20 megabytes so there's precious space it's gone <laughs> yeah so it's a so terabyte I, hard drive yeah, yeah and okay. it, you know it, i'm sure there's reasoning behind it and i'm sure in a year they're gonna have the xbox one x with two three terabyte hard drives like the s has a two terabyte hard drive with it now too as one of the options so i mean that's just a little gripe that i have but Besides that, I don't have a 4K TV. I think games are looking great on it. I was playing some Gears of War 4. Thought that it, it that looked pretty beautiful on there. Uh, Halo 5, which you know we've all been playing this week, I think looks really good. And it's just something I know I'm in the future. I'm gonna get the 4K, so just have it ready for me. What are your What are your thoughts, Justin, as you're playing it right now? I miss my Connect. <laughs> You're one of the few. It was I think. so nice coming in saying, "Hey Cortana, turn the Xbox on." And Justin's Xbox there, in his other room just turned, turned on. on as he says the that. Xbox mm-hmm. turned on. Everything worked. And then when I was going to bed, I could just say, "Hey Cortana, turn off." Everything turned off. Now I've got to physically press buttons. I missed my connect. But you can still hook it up. You just have to buy the adapter. Yeah. So the guy who. <laughs> Needs to physically press buttons and has to physically move to do something will not buy digital games. Just want to point that out there for everybody listening. <laughs> yeah. I like my physical copies. Yeah. So if you had a digital game and you had your Kinect hooked up, 
you wouldn't have to move at all. You could just talk, and you wouldn't have to move to switch games. You could just sit there and game nonstop. Just saying. But then when Xbox Live goes down, I no longer have that game. You have the game. You just can't play online. No, you can't play ever, because once they stop supporting the console, it's gone. If they stop, when they stop supporting the console. <laughs> exactly. When. <laughs> so right now, I can play every game I have on my NES sitting right there in the corner. If it was nowadays, back then, I wouldn't be able to play a single one of those games because of digital. Okay, I don't want to get us too far off topic there. <laughs> I think that could be a topic for another podcast. Anything else you guys want to talk about with the uh, Xbox One X? Did you say the controller is built differently too? Uh, we got the Scorpio edition. Both of us did. So it's, it's not built differently. It's just got a nice texture on the bottom side of it. Ah, because of the design on it, it's etched a little bit. So it's still the same uh, plastic, just etched. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And I have I have the Pro controller too. I got that after my one controller had the drift problem. I pre- and so I have both and. The Elite controller is pretty heavy compared to the regular one. So I've been using the the Project Scorpio one that came with the Xbox. You like the Scorpio over the uh, the Elite controller, huh? Yep, yep. Weird. I would think the opposite way yep. around. I just, I hadn't got used to the underneath triggers yet. Ah, gotcha. That was... So if you had I those... Think- if you had those underneath triggers working right the other day when we were playing paintball on the uh, on Halo Five, you could have been just unloading. You know uh, that, right? That you could game. have had the the double trigger going. That game mode is so fun. So let's start talking about our focus game. We're we're thirty five minutes ish into this podcast, probably less because I was recording early, but. Let's talk about the focus game. Uh, we focused on Halo 5. Um, Halo series has always been one of those games that we always get and pick up and play the crap out of. And Halo 5, we've kind of uh, kind of neglected, I feel like. So we A lot of midnight, midnight launches of Halo. We've and then Halo 5, we kind of, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't get as hooked on that one, I feel like. Even though, to me, Halo 5 is everything I was hoping a Halo game would be. I just didn't get that hook earlier so we played through a little bit of the campaign the multiplayer what should we talk about first um we can do the campaign um my thoughts are replaying it that one time was enough for me um, I, I don't remember so we only made it through two missions we did one we of did which play. you killed us like 50 times <laughs> in the first one we played on legendary I, no, it was a horrible but... mistake uh, yeah, we got about 30 seconds in, so F that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, for me, it wasn't as fun playing through the campaign, because I already, I knew myself I had already beat it. To me, it's not one of those games that I wanted to play back through. My personal opinion. I know yours, guys's might be different. Um, I like that it follows the... So Justin and I have been pretty much diehard Halo fans for decades now, and you read, guys have read the books, and right? Read the books and everything, and I I love how this one has a team of Spartans and has the team of Spartans from the books that have been absent from all the other games. So loved having that aspect of it. 
I, I, just, I don't know. Especially those first two missions, maybe. And maybe it was because we were playing them late. And maybe it was because Sean was team-killing us nonstop. I, I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't hook me in again. Like, I, I can't remember a lot of the middle missions. I, I feel like I, I should maybe go back and play those as well. But just didn't have that hook. Justin, you played two missions. What are your thoughts? I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was Halo. It's fun. It is fun. It is Halo. It's true. So if I said, let's go back through and finish the campaign, you'd be game? Sure. As long as you don't shoot us again. <laughs> well, let's finish I another I mission. I call that. Let's finish another mission after, uh, after we finish this podcast. That would require me to stop playing Final Fantasy. Well, you can stop <laughs> yeah. pay, playing Final Fantasy for 30 minutes and play one more mission. 40 minutes if Sean kills us a million times. That's way too much work. Well, I'd say I'd be game if we played multiplayer and we got a paintball over and over again. <laughs> so let's talk about multiplayer then. Um, we played a couple game modes. Um, first night, I think, was just Sean and I. We played a lot of, oh, what was it called, Sean? That, that, that playlist. Sack. Action sack. sack. You just remember the sack. Action sack. Action sack. <laughs> which is just all of the crazy games that have been created on Forge. I think we had a golf game that was yep. might have been one of the longest games of Halo I've played in my life. Oh. It was at least a half hour ahead oh, of God. Of just people hitting each other with golf of balls. Golf. Of golf. Yes. Yeah, so so what it is, you have the hammer and there's literally a there's a hole in the middle, so you got red team, blue team. And, and a you, golf ball. You've got the one hole. And you yep. each have and a giant golf big, ball. Yep. And so you're hitting it, you need it, you're trying to score, and there's different, there's like five different maps that we played. Um, each round had a different layout. Mm-hmm. It's like first round was pretty straightforward. Second one, there was fire. Yep. Third one was like these crazy tubes that was like a, uh, um, I was going to say a happy golf course, mini golf course. And and Andy found right at the beginning of that one, you could reset our own golf ball. We would have won so that too. We Andy was like, "Oh, I'm about to score!" Right before he put it in the hole, I reset. I reset our golf ball, so we ended up in loss. But we would have won too. That would have been enough to win in the first couple rounds. But no. And <laughs> that then that extended the game like another 15 minutes. <laughs> and then we got stuck in the tubes. Because uh-huh. the physics are video game physics, so they're ridiculous. And what other? The, um, the, there, there was paintball, which you have the plasma um, handgun, one hit kill. There was that zero G griff ball thing we were playing. We got dominated. On. That was so like if you, you had, so griff ball, Justin, you played griff ball, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's griff ball, but like. The gravity was turned down, so as soon as you swung with the hammer, you shoot up in the air. And then there was like this laser beam kill box in the middle, so you couldn't land in the middle of it. And there were all these things floating around, and it was it was not easy. That was probably my least, yeah. least fun one. I just try to hit people with the hammer and not get evaporated by the laser. Yeah. yeah. There was snowball with oh sticky, sticky grenades, plasma grenades. It was a free for all. Sticky grenades only. Melee stuff like that was nerfed down to nothing, so you can only throw sticky grenades at people yeah. on this you custom map that was like, one. yeah, I got second in a free-for-all, Justin. It was awesome. 
Because I just kept throwing grenades. Wow. It happened. That's like a first. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. Sean sucks. If it, if there was some yeah, I got I think I got last or second <laughs> last. Uh if there was something where it was just punching, I think Andy would win hands oh, down. Hands every down. Time. Those hours and hours of playing as a Titan in uh Destiny One and yep. the hours I put in Destiny Two as my Titan. Just spam that bumper. That's all you need. <laughs> And then we played paintball, which was a game mode that was plasma pistols only. And apparently there was a grenade, because I died of a grenade. And it was basically swapped with plasma pistols. Yeah. So one shot, you're out. And then it was just really fast. It was kind of fun. I, I did really bad at that, and Sean did a lot better. Yeah, that was my most favorite game mode. And then when Justin was playing with us, we played the throwback to... Uh, the Halo Anniversary throwback playlist. So it was remakes of the original Halo Combat Evolved maps. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. Um, Had the over overpowered pistol. That was awesome. That was great. The old Halo CE pistol. Um... Yeah, that was fun. That made me really excited for the update, the long-awaited update to the Master Chief Collection with, I think, enhanced visuals for 1X, so that collection is going to be ridiculously huge when you guys download it. Yeah. Like, expect... God, how many gigs do you think that's going to be? 300? <laughs> Halo 1 through 4? Yeah. 4K textures plus updates? I don't know, it just made me... Castle mad at me. <laughs> It made me really excited for uh, for that to come out finally. Is, I'm, is there a release date on that yet? I haven't heard. I just heard it's happening. And I know the Halo subreddit was just praising anything Halo related for that. Because they were, yeah. it's, it's been so long in the making. But yeah, we played quite a few games in that. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I played some on our own too without Justin. Yeah. Justin was, was kind of MIA this week. Yeah, Justin actually went out and had a life and like visited people and stuff. It was That's the first. I know. What were you what'd you say? You were playing a board game? Yep. What what were you playing? Dead of Winter, a zombie survival game. Pretty good. Five yeah, five people team up. You gotta complete a uh, overall goal for the community to survive. But each player has their own individual secret goals that they have to they have to complete as well. And someone might betray the team. You never know. Never know. Did you betray the team? No. 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 I did complete my goal in one, though. Oh, nice. What was your goal? I needed one weapon, one can of food, one tank of gas, and one uh, toolkit. Hmm. Sounds like a Friday night to me. <laughs> That sounds fun. Okay, so next time we're up in Minnesota, we need to pick one of these things up and just like live stream this or some like just just play it because I've never played any of these things with you guys, but they sound fun. There's there's a lot of different board games that are out nowadays. A lot of people play. I'll bring Imperial Salt back for uh, Christmas. Do it. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that one you were telling us about with uh, with the thing that sounded pretty cool. That just came out uh, this week. 
You can Are buy you it getting today? it? Uh, maybe. That'd be fun. Yeah, you, you can get that, and that'll be our focus game over Christmas. We're not playing PUBG. Yeah, because that comes out the 12th. 12th. The 12th. 12th. So T-minus couple of weeks so when that launches are we good to play cross-platform right away justin so okay three more weeks so we have the 28th the 5th and then the 12th so three more weeks until PUBG on the xbox and possibly playing cross-platform justin as you guy who's played a lot on pc are you going to play on xbox or stay on pc uh, stay on PC because I'm not going to buy it again. Oh, I guess true. Well, if it's not cross-platform, would you get it on both? Then you guys just need to build good PCs. <laughs> well, I actually saw that NVIDIA has this um, streaming service set up that's in beta, so it's free, that uses some crazy cloud computing magic to stream to Max. Because Macs are notorious for not being good gaming machines, but good machines for everything else. Don't even say anything, Justin. They're good machines. Shut up. <laughs> but you can stream any game you buy on Steam, etc., through mm. this service, and it will run it through the cloud computing so you don't have to worry about specs and stuff. So I've been thinking about checking that out just to see if, if that works. If it does, sweet. Because I have so many games on Steam that I'm just never able to run on my other PCs. Finally, pick them up. Yeah. So, this kind of brings us to our last portion of the podcast. Um, Games with Gold for this month. The latter half of the month has come out, and the Game with Gold was Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I'm the only one who's actually completed that right now. And Justin and I, Justin even more so than I, played the crap out of Borderlands and Borderlands 2. Did you ever play any of those other games? And Sean? the pre-sequel. I never got too far in pre-sequel. I need to. I, I did not. So this will be a new one for me jumping into the uh, the game. So maybe we should just call next week Borderlands Week. I'll play pre-sequel because I've already beat Tales from the Borderlands, and you guys can play that, and I'll play pre-sequel and actually put some time into that because I haven't put much time into it at all. Handsome yeah. Jack is the best. Well, Claptrap. You can play as Claptrap. Yeah, but he's stupid. But you can play as annoying robot that exactly. they're special. But their special is all the specials in the game. You can do anything. <laughs> Which is super annoying. You can do anything. Really? Including making all of your teammates bounce nonstop for 60 seconds. But you oh. can do anything. And you know what? If you can do anything, you do anything. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so Tales of the Put Borderlands. Um, in my playthrough, I loved it. Um, Sean, we may have to fill you in in some of the Borderlands story since you never played Borderlands 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. Um, like who Handsome Jack is? Right. Who Handsome Jack is, what all that stuff is. If he's is. not handsome, I'm going to be pissed. He's oh, he's handsome. Semi-handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to fill you in offline here. Yeah. And then we can, if if need be, we can fill listeners in on the next podcast. So, yeah, Borderlands Week next week. I'm excited. Love those games. I think I think you guys are going to like 
Telltale's. Well, Sean's played a lot. You've played quite a few of the uh, Telltale games, haven't you? Yep, I've yeah. played. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's played Yep, guys. Uh, God, I'm blanking. Uh, Walking I've done Dead. The Walking Dead. Um, Wolf Among Us. Game of Thrones. Did you play Wolf Among Us? Um, I downloaded it, but I never played that one. Okay. But Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, I've played through both those. Gameplay style is very, very similar for Tales of the Borderlands, but you throw mm-hmm. in the Borderlands universe and Borderlands humor, and it's awesome. It's great. I loved it. I'm excited to hear what you guys think of it. So next Lots week. Lots of horses named Butt Stallions. <laughs> Did they, I don't even know. Hey, no okay. spoilers, please. So my mission for you guys is figure out if Butt Stallion is in Tales of the Borderlands, because I don't remember... He's definitely in the pre-sequel. Well, I'll, I'll take a picture if I find him. I'm hopping on the pre-sequel right now, then. Because it's, it's all for Butt Stallion, Sean. For Butt Stallion. You need to play through these games. You'd love them. All right. I'll, I'll start tonight. All right. All right. So on that note, Justin, you want to you wanna say bye to all the listeners out in, in the universe here? That has been our awesome podcast. First ever, so hopefully more to come. And with that, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>